Welcome to the Lessons in Real Estate Show, bringing you information directly from industry leaders in multifamily and commercial real estate. Each week, Anthony Pinto interviews top multifamily experts and digs into the hard lessons learned on their pathways to success. We get real to give you a more holistic picture and help you avoid pitfalls others won't tell you about. He will teach you about raising money, growing your portfolio, and attracting investors to your cause. And now your host, Anthony Pinto. Welcome to another episode of Lessons of Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Anthony Pinto, and we are excited to have you here today. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. If you haven't already, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Hey guys, our guest today is Mike Foster. He is a graduate of the Naval Academy, host of the popular Aptitude Passive Income podcast, as well as the co-founder of ADPI. ADPI's goal is financial freedom for all veterans through real estate education and motivated action taking. Outside of the Navy, Mike's passion is helping veterans achieve success and their desired lifestyle while in and out of uniform. He always enjoys uh, eating great food while traveling the world and sharing amazing experiences with other people. As a real estate entrepreneur, for the past three years, he has dabbled in practically every aspect of real estate investing, from Airbnb to multifamily. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Anthony. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And a total disclaimer, Mike is a good friend of mine. We've uh, been working on some deals together in the Hampton Roads area, and it's a pleasure to have him on. So, thanks for coming on, man. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm really inspired, and, uh, and it's amazing to see the progress that you've made so far, man. And now, excited that you got your own show. This is great, man, and it's an honor to be here. Yeah, of course, of course. No, I definitely, I definitely appreciate those words. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that's just kind of a little bit of background about you. Can you give us more about uh, where you got started, how you got into investing in the first place, and what your yeah, career kind of looks like so far? For sure. So uh, I got started in investing. <clears throat> Man, I'm sorry, guys, by the way, my voice is completely shot. I just came back from this Tony Robbins conference in Miami. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, bear with me. But yeah, so I got started in investing um, <clears throat> back in 2016. And um, oh, God, <laughs> getting worse. <laughs> get the so I got start- drop. Yeah, I know, right? I should have gotten like a lozenge or something like that right before coming on here. But anyway, yeah, so I got started in investing back in 2016. Um, this was right after I got back from Japan. Um, and uh, I served in Japan um, in the Navy for a little bit. And then I came to the Norfolk. And I realized that I didn't want to stay in the military forever. Right? I didn't want to do the career. So I started trying to figure out um, how I can find other ways of creating income streams so I can transition out uh, and then go into maybe some entrepreneurship or uh, business of some sort, whatever, right? Um, I tried a couple of things, MLM, multi-level marketing, right? For those that know it, uh, didn't work for me. I tried the whole insurance thing, didn't work for me. Um, I tried a bunch of different things, right? But then I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it absolutely changed my life. Um, I had been introduced to real estate at a very young age. Uh, my grandfather owned his own realty um, uh, brokerage, and uh, he had done some investing with his family, and things just kind of went south and it didn't really work out for him. And I didn't really know too much of the story, but I was young then. I was too busy playing Pokemon and, you know, trying to catch them all and all that other crap. You know what I mean? Yep. That young people do. And so it just never interested me. So I never thought that I'd get back to it. But anyway, from reading that book and listening to a ton of podcasts and, and audio books, uh, I was able to piece together some knowledge and I realized that, hey, I can actually get into this thing, even though I'm in 
tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Um, I have no business experience or real estate experience whatsoever, but you know, the experience of other people that I've heard that have motivated me to kind of get started and I have a VA loan. And so I'm like, all right, well, I've got some, you know, stuff here to get started. Let me just start. Right. So I started looking for properties. Um, and I ended up stumbling long, long story short, I ended up stumbling on a property that was down the street from me, from the apartment that I was renting, uh, in ocean view, Nor Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, love that place. It's absolutely amazing. And, um, and to this day, I'm really glad I bought it. Uh, I met a Navy chief, former Navy chief, who was the realtor at the time. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes when I bought that house. You know, it was a duplex on the beach, but I used the, I used the seller's realtor. I used the seller's uh, lender. I used the seller's title company, like all that stuff, right? The seller's appraisal. So of course it appraised for whatever she was trying to sell. And you know, it was what it was, but, um, but the good thing that happened about it is that it's actually that it was two condos, right? It's two condos on top of each other. And she was motivated enough that she let me lease option the bottom. All right. So I bought the top of my VA loan, at least option the bottom to buy it at a later date. Uh, and I put a renter in there on the bottom and I later on bought it. And, uh, that was awesome. I really, really am excited about that deal because it ended up turning the top and turning an Airbnb when I was gone on deployment. Uh, we continued to rent out the bottom up until just a few months ago. We finally let our tenants in the bottom go. We got the, the property turned over and now we're going to start Airbnb both of them. And I'm super excited about next year's performance because uh, it's just, it's been a blast, a big learning um, experience. And it's also helped me to start you know, tackling other places in real estate. Um, you know, giving me the capital and the confidence that I need to go ahead and, and to keep pushing forward through new avenues. So, Awesome, man. Fun. Awesome. Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard great things about Airbnb, especially in the Norfolk area. Um, and um, so I, I kind of want to go back to uh, what you said earlier about uh, getting you know, getting into that uh, first duplex. So you said you used a lot of the seller's resources, you know, lender, the agent um, to, to close the deal. Is there any particular reason why you use those resources and then kind of do your own due diligence on it? Yeah, I think that, um, I think it was just, you know, the fear of getting started, right? I mean, I think when you're doing your first investment, um, there's a lot of things that you uh, do that you otherwise wouldn't do um, just because you don't know what you don't know, right? At that time, I didn't know that, I shouldn't use the seller's resources. Um, and when I was talking to that, you know, former Navy chief, we had built enough rapport. I kind of felt like, Hey, you know, this is a guy that I'm, uh, that I could comfortably use. And he, you know, has my interest in heart too. Um, and, and that's not to say that he didn't, right. I mean, the guy was a really good guy to this day. Um, I'd probably still recommend him, you know, as a buyer or a seller's agent, maybe, but, um, just because, you know, he's, he seemed like a pretty honest guy. Um, but honestly, it's just, it's just that doing your own due diligence, just like you said, right? Like I hadn't fully learned that concept yet. And uh, I think that's the problem that you have when you're young or when you're new and fresh out of the box into anything. Um, there's just a certain perspective, right? That you don't have as, that you would as a seasoned or, or an expert real estate investor. So, um, and so that, that's it. I mean, it's not saying that I, if I had gotten my own resources that the deal wouldn't have shaked out the way it did. I probably would have. And, and I, and I would never know that unless I did go out there and use my own resources, do my own due diligence on that property and uh, with my own realtor. But, but at the time, like I said, I was just getting started. I hadn't built any relationships with any realtors in the area. Um, 
quite frankly, I knew that I could buy a property without a realtor at the time, but I didn't have that experience. And so I don't think I was comfortable to go that route just yet uh, because I didn't want to, you know, do something, you know, legally wrong and end up, you know, shooting myself in the foot later on or whatever, right? Uh, Whatever the case may have been. And also the seller, she was a very, very um, connected individual in Norfolk. Let's just say that uh, she was very connected at like all high levels. So I don't think that, you know, regular investor tactics would have worked on her anyway. <laughs> this yeah. was a place, yeah, this was a place that she had made her home. Um, and then she'd also used it as like a business rental and whatnot on in, uh, in the summer and stuff. So no, it was what it was, but, uh, yeah. but you live in the own, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you definitely learned a lot of great lessons from that. Um, and uh, it was probably worthwhile to take those lessons learned from that and a duplex rather than, you know, a 50 unit or a hundred unit. So uh, yeah, you, I guess you, even though I'm sure it sucked at the time, you know, going through all those lessons, but uh, yeah, in the end, it's definitely worked out for you. And I'm sure when you, especially since you started getting into multifamily and, and different aspects of real estate, it's definitely helped you to have certain perspective and, you know, um, do your own due diligence and talk with your own brokers and, you know, get all these pieces in into play rather than having to rely on someone else's resources for that. So exactly, exactly. Well, great, man. Um, yeah. So it sounds like since then you've kind of been, you know, in the past three years, you've done a lot of different investments, a lot of different niches in real estate. So um, in your three years, can you tell us about what your, your best investment and what your worst investment is and what you learned from both? Yeah, I think, um, I honestly think that my best investment um, was this property that I bought out in Mississippi. Um, I really think that that was probably the best one that I've done because um, I took a lot of the lessons that I learned from buying that duplex, buying another property that I did in um, in Virginia, and then applied it right in this market. So I went out. Uh, this was while I was uh, PCSing or transferring from. Uh, one command to the next. I was going from sea duty to shore duty. And uh, in that transition, I had to go to school for 30 days out in Gulfport, Mississippi. It was expeditionary combat skills training. We did a lot of moving and shooting. It was the most fun I think I've had uh, in the Navy on training. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. My instructors are great down there. But, um, but yeah, but I knew that uh, I was transitioning to that area. And I don't know what it was at the time that motivated me to do it, but I decided, hey, let's just take a look on Zillow on the real estate in that area, just to kind of see, right? I'm getting into this real estate investing thing. I'm going to be in this place for 30 days. Why not just go and check out the market there and have some fun on the side, you know, see if there's something worth investing in. And so I did. This was like two months, I want to say, before I left my previous command. And, um, and so I was looking and I found a lot of properties in that you know, $50,000 range. And I was pleasantly surprised because, um, you know, from what I'd heard from the area, there was a big casino there. There's, you know, the largest shipping uh, port um, in the South there. Uh, There is, uh, you know, it seemed to be a little bit more infrastructure too. And then of course, you know, there's the the biggest naval base in the South there as well, right? The uh, naval training base. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot of, you know, infrastructure there and potential. I'm surprised to see prices of homes so low. And then I started thinking, okay, maybe it's the whole Katrina effect, right? Like maybe Katrina hit that place hard, right? And still hasn't recovered, uh, which I think it, it did. And having gone there, 
um, yeah, I got to see a little bit of the area. There are places that have recovered and have thrived, and then there are places that are still struggling. So maybe that had something to do with it. I have no idea, but regardless, I said, okay, this is something that I can do, right? I've got a little change in my pocket. Why not go out there and try and find something to invest? So what I did was um, in those two, in that two month window I had before transferring, I had researched the market. I had researched, uh, you know, people to build, build connections with uh, a lender, um, a couple contractors. I talked to a couple realtors. Uh, I didn't really get a warm and fuzzy from any of the realtors that I, that I spoken to in the area um, just because I wanted to get a better feel for the area, but it, they just seemed, uh, they, there's just something about them that didn't really, didn't really jive. So anyway, I said, forget the realtor approach. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be an investor. I'm going to network with some investors in the area too, which I did. I went to a couple of meetups out there. Um, and, and it was great, you know, throughout the 30 days, um, I, I really connected with the market, with the people there, uh, after school, I would, instead of, you know, watching Netflix at the, uh, in the little hotel that I was in, I decided to go driving around the market. Um, and it was cool. It was a really cool experience. And I met a realtor through a Craigslist post, right? And I thought it was the seller that was just trying to post it. Now it was a realtor that was trying to pose this for the seller. And so I met her and within like the five days that I was with her, she showed me like almost a hundred different properties in the area. She was so motivated and so willing to work with me. Um, awesome. Shout out to Melissa Holder, uh, who's down there for Coldwell Banker, by the way, in uh, Gulfport. Definitely recommend her. Uh, and we and we got to tour around the town. She took me out to, to lunch, some of the best places. And I really got to grow an appreciation for the market. And, uh, and it was cool. So we ended up finding this investment. Uh, it was already under contract at the time, but it had just gone under contract. It was this little three, uh, um, three bed, two bath house. It was like 1400 square feet. Uh, it was a nice corner lot. Uh, had a nice little fence, but the property needed some work. Right. Um, and it was cool, but we got it, um, under contract because the contract fell through. I, she told me to put an offer anyway, I put an offer in. We got it. The previous contract fell through. So ours went in and I got that thing, man. And it has rented out for 900 a month since I bought it. Um, I definitely had some growing pains, you know, along with getting it, but that was definitely the best one um, for sure. And uh, I learned so much about that market. I would, and, and I'd go back in the heartbeat and do it again. And uh, ironically, the worst investment that I made was just before going out to Gulfport that year. Um, my wife and I, we had gone out to Vegas in the summer. And uh, definitely, I definitely recommend if you guys are going to go this route, right? If you're going to travel to another area, do as much research as you can on the market beforehand, because we did not, right? We heard that the Raiders, right? The, the Las Vegas Raiders were coming, right? And so, and, uh, we had gone out there and I'm like, all right, okay, this, this is going to be a big boom in this market. All right. There's going to be this, it's going to be that. Let's, let's go ahead. Let's just book tickets, go out there, explore it over a weekend, find something and just invest. Right. We're going to do something crazy. Um, so while we were going and taking a look, uh, we had connected with this realtor that was out there. Um, awesome, awesome lady. But somehow along the path we strayed right? We were looking at condos, we were looking at small homes, but somehow a piece of land came into our, our scopes. And it was this big piece of land 
one acres on a corner lot, 15 minutes from the strip. It was right off Las Vegas Boulevard. And like, oh man, there was so much potential with this piece of land, guys. It was selling for $190,000, I'll never forget. And we got under contract for $1,000. Um, dang, man. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how, but we, we ended up you know getting under contract. And then we decided from that day, all right, let's find some developers. Let's ask some questions, all this stuff. Let's try and figure this thing out, right? Well, uh, once we found a developer that was willing to talk to us because we were out of state, we were brand new, we were only here for the weekend. And so we tried to get someone to talk to us last minute. This guy uh, gave us a whole bunch of really good advice and was like, I don't know what the heck you guys think you're doing, but you definitely should have more experience in this land thing before going into it. Uh, we learned a whole heck of a lot, like the fact that you can't buy land with 20% down. You have to buy it with 30, 35% down through the bank because it's land and it's completely different. We ended up learning that, you know, in the development phase, if they're trying to dig out to, you know, put in utilities and they find bones, right? It could be a dead body. It could be spot the dog that was buried there. All work is stopped for at least a month while you have to try and get permits. They have to investigate whose bones they belong to, all this stuff, right? There's just so much stuff that goes in the land that we were not prepared for. And, um, and we didn't even have the cash to, to throw in 30% or 35% on our bank loan. So what we had to do then, my wife and I were trying to network with as many people as possible and uh, talk to friends and family, try and see if we could you know, raise the funds to go in and make it happen. And here we are with like one year plus with real estate experience with like a couple homes and that's really it. Right. So, so we didn't really have the experience to back us up either. And, and that's what it was. I think it, the biggest lesson learned there was that, you know, you have to educate yourself on what you're going to do before you do it. Then you have to network with all the people that are in that space, whatever space it is, right? If you're buying land, network with other people that are buying land first, okay? You wanna find out as much as you can. Get some experience from other people that will go with the education that, you, uh, that you've built up, right? And then you wanna add value to those people, right? Those individuals so you can build that relationship. Uh, and then, right? So after you educate yourself, after you've networked with other people in that space, then go out, then take some action and just make it happen. And, and I've been uh, I'm very surprised into how that's worked out. And I really, truly think that I didn't learn that lesson until I had that Mississippi deal go through. Um, and, it was, and it's been amazing uh, since then. And I've built amazing relationships in that market too since then. So definitely recommend that, guys. Those, those are my biggest lessons there. Wow, man. So you went from having uh, one property in Ocean View, and then you got the land deal before you got the deal on Gulfport, right? Is that, is that, I hear that right? right. Yeah. Wow. I, well, so you, I, I got the land deal, but it never went through. We, we, we ended up uh, falling out of contract on it. We lost that thousand dollars that we had gotcha. and that, uh, yeah, that didn't work out. But, but if it had, Man, I'd be in a whole different place right now because yeah, that lot we probably could have split. We could have built two luxury homes on it, probably sold it to some like basketball players or something like that. Man, I probably could have walked away with a cool one, 1.5 million. But oh wow, wow. 
Well, hey, man, I mean, you tried, you tried and went and did it. And, you know, that's more than a lot of people can say that they've done is, you know, going out there and just in, you know, putting yourself into the game, you know, even though you don't think you're prepared for it, you know, and in this case, it didn't work out for you. And you only lost a thousand dollars. But yeah, it could have could definitely been a lot more costly mistake for you for sure. So definitely could have. You're absolutely right on that. And I think that that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize, too, is that, you know, this money thing, right, we can't take it with us. You can't. And so, I mean, obviously, you don't want to put yourself in, you know, um, into debt too much to the point where you can't get out or you're going to sacrifice from your family or whatever you think, whatever your responsibility is, right? But if you've got a little bit to spend and play with, man, make it happen. Again, you don't do it unintelligently, right? You want to make sure that the investments that you make at least make sense, but, but don't be afraid to take a little risk, right? I mean, the money you have, you can't take it with you, but what you can do is you can impact the lives of other people by being successful with it and showing them how to do it. And, and you don't become successful without taking risk or going through, you know, some mistakes like that. So it is what it is, man. Yeah, fair enough, man. So uh, going back to this Mississippi deal. So what type of market research did you do before you got into that property yeah, and what sites question. did you use what resources did you use yeah great question uh so yeah so zillow was the first thing right i went to go take a look at the the um the property prices in the area just to kind of see if it was something that was going to meet the criteria that i set for myself which was investing in you know those uh, markets that have lower cost of entry um so yes yeah, so that was uh, resource number one uh then i took a look on google and i started to see okay like what things are around Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, so, you know, looking up infrastructure in, you know, whatever city or state that you're looking in, um, you know, that, that, that really helped. And then I found a lot of sites, you know, through there, uh, whether there were local websites, um, whether there were like, you know, news channels for big projects and stuff that was going on for, for crime data. Uh, Trulia.com is really good for crime data. So you can always do that. There's also another website, I think it's called Crime, uh, crime Spot or Crime Report, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, but just going on Google, honestly, Google is like the master of all resources um, to look for stuff. But you want to take a look at the crime rate. You want to take a look at the infrastructure, see what things, see what big companies are in that area, right? What, uh, what big employers are hiring uh, and where people are going to travel to. Um, another thing that I did was actually drive that market. All right. So I went out there. I went to go take a look. Um, I brought my car there and I brought it intentionally. Uh, even though um, I wasn't, you know, allowed to, I guess, you know, have a car or write off expenses or whatever from the military, right? I was able through my real estate to write off my my drive out there and write off my drive back <laughs> because I'd gone there specifically to look at this market while I was in training, um, you know. So that was that was a pretty good benefit. Um, but yeah, driving the market so you can see what's going on, uh, and then honestly, the biggest thing that I recommend for anybody is to find local experts in the market and talk to them, talk to them about what's going on, talk to them about what they've seen. Uh, are people coming? Are people going? Um, I remember my first night there, I went to an Applebee's um, and an Applebee's that was like right down the street. Uh, and I spoke to the bartender that was there. I spoke to some of the waitresses there about the market, you know, about how long they were in there. The, the one waitress I spoke to had lived in Gulfport her entire life. She went to school there uh, and she, you know, was able to tell me where the bigger, biggest malls were, you know, where, what areas were kind of growing, uh, what areas have kind of fallen apart since she was a kid. Uh, it was pretty nice. 
talking to her about all that stuff. So just talk to locals and uh, yeah, don't be afraid to, to approach the public because I think that's probably going to be the biggest perspective that you'll get on any market for sure. And if you're able to find and build relationships with people that have lived in the market for years and, and are continuing to live there, um, they'll be your boots on ground or they'll be your eyes and ears, you know, what's going on. So. Uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I think that's key. Uh, having boots on the ground partners, you know, I, we look at uh, the deals all across the country and, you know, I can do as much research as I can using Zillow and all these different websites, Google maps and kind of street view and look at the property. But, you know, th those, those remote resources are only as good as, you know, as, as, as long as they've been updated, right? Or, you know, as much detail they put into it, right? And it's really, it's really having a boots on the ground partner that can actually go put eyes on on a property and get a feel for the neighborhood um, and kind of give you a better understanding of, of what it's like. Because especially when you're getting into commercial, you know, you can say, yeah, I want a class B or C area. And then the brokers just send you whatever. And if you don't know the market that well, right? Or you don't have somebody who can go take a look at it for you, right? You might end up buying a, a, a war zone area that, uh, you know, this property that, you know, thought was a great deal is now you now have a whole bunch of eviction issues. You got crime, you know, you, you never know what, what you're going to find unless you actually have someone go take a look at it for you. Yeah. So I think that's exactly. definitely great is, you know, especially if you're not in the areas, having someone that can, um, you know, go look at the property. And then eventually when you have it under contract or when you, when you bought it can, you know, check in occasionally if you're, especially if you're not in the market um, or you're in the military and you're not able to get there, you know, every quarter or, or monthly or however often you think you need to go visit the property for sure. So yep, exactly. yeah, I think that's, that's definitely great information there for sure. Um, and then, uh, so I also want to uh, point out here, cause you kind of, you can place over a little bit is like, is your mindset uh, with how much time you spent in, in Mississippi when you got out of school. So instead of, you know, going home and just relaxing, kicking your shoes off, maybe go work out, you know, go to a bar and drink with some friends, like you forego all of that and spent it on your side hustle on real estate. Right you had that mindset where you wanted to get ahead in life, right? You didn't want to spend the rest of your, your, you know, 20 years working in the Navy and, you know, being a career uh, Naval officer. So yeah, you spent that time that you could have been, you know, watching Netflix, drinking beer, whatever, and, and, and put it forth towards, you know, going to find real estate, talking with, with the local people. And that's, that's awesome, man. I think that mindset is key. And uh, yeah, if you didn't take anything away from that, I think you should take that away is that mindset <laughs> is absolutely key in, in this business, right? Uh, you know, a lot of people do a lot of research where they just sit and they'll just read a whole bunch of books, listen to podcasts, and then they never take action, right? And right. I think that's key. Is, like you said, you got to educate yourself first, right? Get all that education, talk, you know, read all the books, get as much you know knowledge as you can, and then start networking with people and take action, right? But the key is you got to take action. You got to have the mindset that you got. You have to find time for yourself, right? If you have, a, if you truly have a passion for what you're doing, whether that's real estate, whatever hobby, you know, you'll find time for it, right? That's exactly what you did, man. You found the time for it, even though, you know, you didn't have 10 hours a day that you could devote to it. Right. Or maybe you did, maybe you never slept. I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, I definitely got some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You found the time for it. Right. And I think that's absolutely key. And whatever your passion is, is, is you're going to find time for it. Right. Um, for sure. And, and hopefully that's real estate. Right. For sure, uh, man. And, and, you know, when you go out and you drive that market too, guys, um, definitely recommend, you know, again, building those relationships and, and really getting out there, go to all four corners of that area, because what's nice about it now is that 
I never have to go back. I mean, I, I can go back and I can go you know, check up on some of these things. But when I'm looking at other investments, if someone tells me the property, they tell me the street. Like, okay, oh yeah, I know, I remember that area, right? I could take a look on Google Maps, do the little satellite view, right? And, and actually look at the terrain. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that area. There's a really nice school that's right there. Okay, cool. Like that's a really awesome, uh, awesome area to build in. And take a look at Street View real quick. Make a look, you know, take a look and really get a little familiar with it. And like, okay, I remember going through that area. This would be a really good investment. At this price point, I know that it's going to, you know, um, maybe works a little more if it's built up, you know, but you, you get to know that market, you get the feel for it. And then of course you have those boots on ground that can go there and, you know, kind of drive, make sure things are still the way they are. But all right, things aren't going to change too, too much over the next, like what, one, two, three years. Like not really, maybe in like five, 10, 20 years. Yeah. You want to go walk, walk that market again, but for one, two years, man, if you find some good investments in that time span, you can crush it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good point. Is um, you're, you're talking about you knowing the market really well, and uh, I see a, a lot of guys that you know are like, yeah, I'll invest in anywhere that's a good deal, and you know, I, it makes me question like, you know, how well do you actually know that market if people are just sending you deals and you're just okay with it because of the returns, right? So, you know, if you're trying to invest in 50 different markets, you know, you're never going to get the level of depth that you need to understand the market well enough right. to make a smart investment, right? Or understand what the market's like or understand what the area's like, right? So, um, you know, I, I think that picking like, you know, three or four or five markets to really kind of focus in and hone in on, you know, whether that's in your backyard or across the country, um, you know, or your hometown or whatever, right? I think I think having a, a smaller scope of focus is definitely better because then you can hone in a lot a lot easier. You can you can establish those great relationships with brokers, property managers, um, you know, lenders on the ground. You can find the boots on the ground partners rather than you know just kind of being okay. I'm going to shoot to this market and shoot to this market and kind of go through a hundred different deals in a day when you know you you may not have the focus to focus on okay this I really know this market really well and this is about you know a million dollars off you know, the price and what I think it should be. Right. So this is going to be a great deal versus, you know, all of these other deals you have going on. Right. So um, I think it, I think it definitely bears repeating that, you know, having those focused markets that are key to, uh, you know, the type of markets you want to work in, whether that's, you know, cash flow marketing, Midwest, Southeast, wherever, whatever market or market circumstance you want to involve yourself in. I think that's definitely key is, is having a focused approach to that. Right. For sure, man. Right. Um, well, hey, so uh, so you're talking about you went to the Tony Robbins conference. You want to talk to us a little bit about that and you know what other conferences you have coming up? Oh, man. Yeah, if you guys get the chance to go see Tony, I highly recommend it. Um, that was just so electric. There are 13,000 people here in Miami for it. Um, the event was absolutely incredible. And uh, and Tony's just so powerful with his message. And, you know, it's funny because I, I don't really listen to him. I really don't. I've listened to a couple uh, of his things here and there on YouTube, um, but maybe on I can count on like one hand how many times I've I've uh, listened to you know some of his stuff. But going to see him was was a recommendation from a friend of mine, uh, Eric Upchurch, who's also you know doing a, this ADPI thing with me, and uh, he went transformed his whole life, and I really feel like it's happened to me too. Um, his message overall at these events are. You know, calling yourself on your own BS, right? Really figuring out what's going on, you know, in your head and just breaking these limiting beliefs that we associate with ourselves, like not having enough money, 
or not having enough time or, or, or not feeling like you're enough in general. Um, because it's all a bunch of BS, man, these belief systems, right. That we, we, we label ourselves with, um, and, and it's hard, right. It's hard, but what we don't realize is that, you know, you change your state, right. You change your physiology, you change your posture, you know, you, you, you say things out loud to kind of break up what's going on in your head. And that's all you need to do to really, you know, get yourself thinking positive, get your body feeling right. You know, get yourself in the right posture to take that action that you need to go out there and kick ass on all of your dreams. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it, it, it really, really uh, hits my soul with everything that I embody and everything that I, I believe. Um, and, and I recommend it, guys. I mean, Tony's not going to be you know, doing these events too much longer. I, he, he said that he was doing it for about 45 years, I think. This is like his wow. 45th year doing these things. It's incredible. And he does them all around the world. So, uh, so yeah, I highly recommend going to him. Um, as far as other events, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to end up going to the Rod Cleef event, uh, Rod Cleef Multifamily Bootcamp um, in L.A. in January. I'll probably be there. And then I'll probably be at the uh, Tennis Growth Conference uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, for sure. I'll definitely be at that one. So I'll catch you guys there. Um, and yeah, I don't know other events. I'm moving to Hawaii, so it's going to be hard to get to some of these, but, uh, but we'll see. We'll certainly see. And I hope to see you, Anthony, at some of these things too, man. Yeah, we'll see, man. You know, uh, we'll see how, if I can, uh, yeah. get away from Japan to go fly go to Japan. back to the United States. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you made it there yet or, or no? No, we leave in a month. Leave in a month, man. Woo. Yeah. Dude, yeah. best of luck, dude. Japan is such an awesome time. I love it. I miss it. So I'm definitely going to come visit you out there. <laughs> for sure, man. Yeah, I'll have to come visit during the Olympics. It's coming Oh, summer, yeah, for sure. for sure. Ooh, that's right. Next yeah. year, huh? Woo! Oh, we got to make that happen. <laughs> perfect, perfect, man. Well, well, uh, I appreciate you coming on, Mike. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, snapshot round, if that works for you. Let's do it. Snapshot perfect. round. Here we right. go. Snapshot. Tube, tube. <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, what is the uh, number one thing you think you need as a new investor to get started? The number one thing you need as a new real estate investor is confidence. I would say confidence. You got you to gotta build your, yourself up because investing in anything is a challenge. Uh, it's going to come with its ups and downs. You're going to be questioning yourself, you know, second guessing all of your decisions. Um, the number one thing that you need to have is confidence in yourself and your ability to make it happen. All right. Uh, I don't care where you're starting. If you're starting out with no money, if you're starting out with a lot of money, if you're starting out with a lot of money, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. I, I promise you that if you're starting out with no money. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. And sometimes you're going to feel like those mistakes are costing you more. Right. But what you got to realize is you got to do as much as you can to build your own individual self-development. So you can have the confidence to navigate through those mistakes, whatever they are, and to continue to push forward and accomplish your goal. So confidence. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Great. Number one thing. All right. And then uh, second question is what's one, one nugget of investing knowledge you want to give us? Mm. I say one nugget of investing knowledge is that, uh, you know, being okay with making those mistakes, right? I guess, I guess it goes back to that whole confidence thing, but being okay, making those mistakes and, and never giving up. I mean, you, you gotta be determined. Um, 
and take action. Don't, don't, uh, don't uh, fall into that whole analysis paralysis thing. I mean, you can look at a hundred different things and see a hundred different ways and your, your mind will be filled with all these things. Well, what if I do this? Or what if I do that? Or what if I don't do this, man? Just forget all that. Take action. All right. Let that be the nugget. Take action. Because if you don't start, you'll never get to where you're trying to go. Well said. Well said. All right. And then uh, what is one dream you want to accomplish? Mm, one dream I want to accomplish, man, that, that's, that's hard because I want to accomplish so many dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess let's just, I guess I'll say one dream that I'm going to accomplish right now, right? <clears throat> Before I get on to my next thing. One of the things that I have been, you know, playing with for a while now, and I finally made the decision to go after it and do it. I am going to raise money to donate 100,000 care packages to deployed forces across the globe. And uh, I don't know if it'll absolutely happen next year, uh, but if well, whenever it does, it's going to happen within the next couple of years. And when it does, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be an awesome event. Uh, we'll be doing packing um, events across the country, right? I'm going to bring people in to, to start packing up these boxes. Uh, and it's not just the regular care packages, guys. I'm, I'm talking about educational content that will help uh, our deployed forces learn how to add extra zeros to their income, right? Because I really, really, truly believe that our veterans deserve the financial freedom that we fight hard to defend for our country. I really feel it. And, uh, and, but a lot of times you just don't have that education. You just don't know, right? There's, there's no, um, there's no emphasis on the military transition unless you're, you're in that window and people say, okay, hey, now is your time to go out and find as much you know, resources as you can. And usually it's like a month out before transition, right? Because there's always the mission. You always got to you know, figure out what's going on and help uh, the next turnover or your relief right, uh, move into it. But, but yeah, and then I hear so many of my sailors you know, going out without a plan. They say, okay, well, uh, sir, I'm just going to go back home, sit on my mother's couch and, and try and go back to school and refigure out my life like no dude start now right i mean yes we have the mission i get that all right you want to 100 focus on that mission but in your off time instead of going back like i said watching netflix or you know or you know doing whatever else it is you're doing i mean working out is great right you know i don't want to say don't work out but but give yourself 30 minutes a day and just figure out what you want to do in life just think about it right just think about it like what what does my life look like after the military. I promise you that if people spent 30 minutes a day just thinking about what it is their life looks like in the next chapter, right, you would accomplish so many goals. Uh, and and you build a lot of fire and hope and and uh, and drive right towards those goals. Because uh, 30 minutes a day is a long time. You don't think about it, but it really is. Um, so yeah. I would, I would say that's my biggest goal, man. And, and I'm hoping to plant as many seeds as possible with those hundred thousand care packages, but it's going to be great. Solid, man. So uh, if people want to get, uh, you know, invest money or get involved with it, do you have a website or anywhere they can contact you to uh, get involved with that? So I haven't built anything yet, 
But if you want to get involved or if you want to hear more about it, um, just contact me. Send me an email at uh, michael at activedutypassiveincome.com or, uh, or hit me up. I'll give you my number, 718-213-3363. I'm not afraid. That's my personal cell phone, guys. Want to give me a call? There you go. Let's do it. Let's chop it up. Perfect, man. Perfect. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on here today, man. And uh, it sounds like you're, uh, you're crushing it so far and going to continue to crush it. So what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me? PCS to Hawaii. We're uh, on our way out to Hawaii. Uh, my wife is still in, and um, and she's got she got orders out there for two to three years. So I'm gonna go out there and uh, you know try and help some veterans out in Hawaii, man. Build some financial freedom. Solid, man. You still planning on investing while you're out there too? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna buy a house. I'm gonna do a burr, maybe one or two. Uh, we'll see, man. But I'm gonna have some fun out there. I'm going to go. I think one of the biggest accomplishments I'll do out there is to go buy Brandon Turner coffee. <laughs> Damn. All right. Go meet, go meet the man, the myth, the legend from bigger pockets. Damn, that's definitely a big dream there too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a big dream there too. Right. We'll see. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, man. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're going to continue crushing it in life and, um, yeah, I, Best of luck to you in Hawaii, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to see you in the next coming months, and we're both on the in the Pacific, so. For sure. sure. Make it happen, man. Awesome, man. Well, have a good one. Dude, thanks so much for having me, man. Take good care. Thank you for listening to Lessons of Real Estate Show, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave us a five-star rating and review, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. But wait, there's more. If you're interested in multifamily investing and don't know where to get started, we're offering a free guide to analyzing and picking a market. All you have to do is visit our website at pintocapitalinvestments.com and join our mailing list where you can receive updates and investment opportunities if you qualify. Again, the website is pintocapitalinvestments.com. Thank you for listening and catch you next time on Lessons in Real Estate Show.